Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I sit down with Katie Wildhagen. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, the news and noteworthy of the week. On May 1st, next Monday, the Hustle, Muscle, and Flow program officially launches. I'm super excited about it. That's my... um, program that I've been working on pretty much this past year. And so if you guys haven't already heard me talking about it, I don't want to talk about it anymore on today's show, but you can find out more information at andreaclawson.com. We have fitness, yoga, and self-care in there. So if you want to know anything more about that, head on over to my website and you can find out that information. Uh, You can sign up May 1st through May 7th. So that's kind of the deadline and the program officially starts on the 8th. So if you are going to look it over, um, head over there now so you can get all the information before it is gone. All right, so without further ado, today's guest is Katie Wildhagen. I'm super excited. Um, Katie and I, is we actually met about a little over a year ago now at a mastermind event. Her business is called Katie Cakes Bake Shop, so super cute name. Uh, we connected because we're both from small Midwestern towns, and we both love Kevin Garnett. So if you're not an NBA basketball fan, he is now a retired basketball player He used to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves, so we shared some stories about our love for him on today's interview as well. Um, Katie is not only has one of the coolest brand names that I know, she's also such an inspirational woman. Uh, She wants to help up-level your guys' fitness and mindset today. She talks about how she went into cardiac arrest as a teenager and how that has played a vital role in her life and journey to finding her passion and living her dreams. So she really gives you guys some mantras, some affirmations, how to get out of dark times, um, and how she ran into Marianne Williamson in the bathroom. And Marianne actually changed her topic and talk of the day because of what Katie had talked to her about. So it's super awesome interview. I hope you guys enjoy. And without further ado, here is today's interview with Katie. Hey, I have Katie Wildhagen with me. So just to preface, we've had a lot of audio difficulties and we finally are up and running. So Katie, we're live. Let's kick it over to you. Say hi. Hi guys. Andrea, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. And no worry. So um, I want you to tell all the listeners a little bit more about your fitness journey and how you got where you are. Well, um, my fitness journey probably started way back when I was uh, like 16, just um, able to drive um, on my own. And it was my place uh, to go to the gym. It was my place to um, go to get my independence. So I remember I would get in the car like a couple nights a week and on the weekends, and I'd head to um, Gold's Gym. And so I'm from Nebraska originally. Um, so I go to Gold's Gym out there and I'd spend my hour or two hours, you know, just, just getting into that environment and, and like creating my own independence. <laughs> so that was a start of um, where my love for working out came from, I guess you could say. Um, from there on, I, you know, played sports in high school, uh, ran into a situation with a heart problem where I couldn't play sports after high school. And then the only place I could go to was the gym to kind of find my like self again, find my identity. So I would say I went to the gym at that point and started reintroducing myself to my fitness uh, journey then to help me kind of like find who I was again. Um, And that's been a recurring thing for me with fitness. I've always gone back to my workouts or back to my exercise routine when I'm in a space of needing answers. So um, 
from there, I uh, just kept working out, kept understanding how much I loved it, was trying to help other people, you know, find their path with it. And then eventually I just decided to make the jump and move out to California to continue on with it. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. And I want to go back in your story, okay. um, back to the heart problem. Yeah, so can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about that? Cause I think that was definitely a pivotal part on your journey. Yeah, it was absolutely pivotal. Um, okay. So I was, um, in high school, my senior year of high school, playing sports, uh, I played basketball and softball and uh, had, was making plans at the time to um, look into colleges, you know, out of state to play softball. And um, everything up until then had kind of been, my identity, my identity had kind of been within, you know, on a team, you know, playing sports. Um, and that was everything for me. And then one day I was sitting in church and I went into cardiac arrest. My heart stopped. Oh my stopped. gosh. And you were um, 18? I was 18. Yeah. It was, uh, oh I remember it was about two months before graduation, um, or about three months before graduation. My heart stopped in church. Um, thankfully for whatever reason, it, uh, right before they were to start CPR, um, it's my heart started on its own. <laughs> So oh my gosh, yeah. And prior to that, we had no knowledge of anything um, in terms of a, a family genetic disorder or whatever. Once that happened, a lot of testing, months of, uh, you know, different things trying to figure out what it was. We realized it was a thing called long QT syndrome, which is just a genetic disorder within the electrical wirings of our, our heart, I guess. Wow. <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a genetic thing. So other people in the family had to go get checked for it. But then a few months after that, I ended up getting um, a pacemaker and a defibrillator put in. So that was actually in the beginning of my senior or my freshman year of college. So with that, my doctor said, um, clearly no more sports. Um, and he actually directed that I not do anything more than walking for fitness. And I just, oh, wow. I just couldn't even hear that. <laughs> so, wow. um, so yeah, so once I had the pacemaker and defibrillator put in, I felt like that was a good safety net. And I reintroduced myself to the gym and working out and um, just kind of found my peace again there. <laughs> wow. How did you overcome some of that like mental, probably, I mean, I'm sure you were scared to yeah. step into the gym for that first time, even to do any form of cardio that was more than a light jog. How did you get well, over that? It took a long time to uh, accept that, um, that I would have like a quote unquote limitation and so I think I'm naturally not great with limitations. <laughs> so what I did, I just tested everything out. So I would kind of push myself to a bit of a limit and then be like, okay, maybe that's not the smartest. Um, so instead of being fearful, I was a little bit more like, I'm going to show them, um, like to my doctor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I even like that freshman year of college, I went and trained uh, to be a fighter. So I was training in boxing. Mm -hmm. And I got all the way up into, uh, we were getting ready to like book my first fight and I had to tell them I had a pacemaker. And so they could not continue to train me for oh, wow. purposes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. Um, but yeah, so unless, instead of fear for me, it was more like, I don't know anything else. And I know this is because, you know, on the other part of things, that was a huge, um, like loss of identity for me. So mm -hmm. I kind of was lost. So I had to go back to the one thing I knew and that was fitness. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's totally relatable. I did a podcast um, recently, kind of a solo show talking about that myself after I left college, the same kind of issue is, yeah. okay, now I'm not like the basketball player, or the tennis player, I'm not the athlete anymore. 
like, what am I? So I can, Mm -hmm. I think that's so relatable for many people. And I was listening to someone else talk about that, like even in terms of being a mom now, like that's a whole new identity. How do you, how do you help people kind of step into that new identity that they might be shifting into in life? Um, that's great because I was just talking to a client the other day. She has been um, a mom now for two years and she's just realizing, she was like, I think I'm losing myself. Mm. Um, and I think this happens, like you said, on all different, um, aspects and areas of our life where we have to really find our center and know our center. And then from there, add on to it, add those layers of like, and I'm a mom and I'm also this, and I'm a wife or I'm a daughter or I'm a coworker, you know, but you Mm -hmm. have to have your center so that no matter how those things shift and change, you know where your foundation is. Um, and so for me, I, like I said, fitness kind of had always been my foundation. It's a place I go to like get quiet in my space and like really think, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so me too. I can yeah, relate. <laughs> really, ha- you know, you know, you get it. It's like, it's almost like meditative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess introducing that to people, fitness to people that way, rather than just these things of, okay, well, here's your goals of losing this many pounds and this is what we had to do to get here. I want them to understand their process and how they can enjoy it. How can they, how they can look forward to their time, that hour of physical movement and, you know, moving that energy within them, within them and what that can do for them. Um, mm. Yeah. So that's yes. why, that's how I help with that. I think. No. <laughs> I mean, it's totally needed. I think that's, it's a good thing to do. And, you know, most people wouldn't always think about workouts as that shift Mm -hmm. in their life when it totally can be. So I like that you're kind of bringing that into their lives. Yeah. So now going a little bit farther into your story. So did you go to college in Nebraska then? Yes. I ended up staying in state because uh, my doctor specifically asked that I stay close (laughs) because I was so ready to like, you know, get up and move and adventure. I was going to go I, there was a school in Georgia I was looking at and another school in Connecticut and I ended up staying in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is, which was, turns out to have been great um, because I really needed a place where I could like set that foundation with my family support and that stuff around. Um, so I did go to the university of Nebraska. Um, I, I tried sneaking into like the trainer's table and like the athletic department all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still an athlete, I swear. Oh, um, I love it. No, so I did go to school there. It was a, a long, I think I was in school for six and a half years trying to figure out what to do with mm. my life. <laughs> what did you study then? So initially I went into fashion design because I, oh, I wow. love design, but um, it got to a point where I just couldn't do the late nights anymore of, you know, sitting and sewing in a, in a studio. <laughs> So fashion design in Nebraska doesn't really make sense. It didn't didn't click for me. Yeah, I Um, understand. You know, you're like, how does that work? (laughs) Um, They actually have a really solid design program. But anyway, um, so what I did was I, and in the meantime, I'd always loved fitness, but I kept hearing that you're not supposed to make your passion your job because you'll Mm. burn out. So I I heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I now see it as such a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept that in the back of my head. So I didn't go towards like, you know, exercise science or anything. I went into business marketing because when I first got to college, I remember seeing the college of business that the building over there and thinking like, I never want to step into that building. It seems so <laughs> opposite from who I am and it's scary and intimidating. <laughs> so when I was switching from design, I was like, well, I guess I should go for it. So 
I went over to marketing and um, I wanted to get into sports marketing. So I felt like that was a solid uh, start for that part of it. So I went into marketing and graduated with that degree. Um, and then, and then just, what brought you to LA? How did, how did that fit into your story? <laughs> so eventually after hanging around Nebraska doing, you know, like a, a random, uh, I was a sales marketer for Dan and yogurt. Um, <laughs> I, it was one of those things when it's like, you know, it starts as a whisper, it turns into like a knock, 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 like a, Hey, we're here. And then turns into like this scream of like, you need to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally I, you know, started doing some different boot camps and things in town in Nebraska. And then just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore and decided I'm just going to up and leave. So like one day I decided to quit my job and, um, move out to California. And I actually moved back a month later. Oh, really? <laughs> asked for my old job back. And they said, well, we have a, uh, a, a promotion back in LA. Do you want that? And I go, yeah. <laughs> so I went back with Dan and back to LA had that job for a year to get my feet set. Um, and in the meantime, got certified for personal training. And then from there, went forward um, into, into my passion. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. So like, how did this kind of come about like in terms of, hey, I can do this? Cause I know a lot of people are very fearful of that move. You yeah. know, being like, I'm gonna pack up everything. I, did you know anyone? No, in fact, um, the, honestly, the having a job was huge because if nothing else, I'm like, well, I can pay rent. Mm. Um, and even if it wasn't that, I think I would have just went for it and found a job because it was just so, um, I couldn't deny it anymore. It was almost like eating me up inside mm. that I, I just had to follow it. Um, so I didn't know anybody. I, I had, uh, who I'm good friends with now, a second cousin, like a cousin's cousin on another side of the family kind of thing living out here. So within the first, you know, few weeks after getting settled in with the job, I met with her. And then from there, that would be like any social thing I would do. I'd go with her <laughs> like the third wheel for the longest time. But, um, eventually what I did to kind of transfer into fitness, I looked for a part-time front desk position at any gym in LA and it ends up being Equinox. And that's, um, how I started in with them. So I was at the front desk with them for a year part-time, um, just, you know, like trying to get up the courage to like take the leap. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that yeah. is definitely an inspirational story, especially for people wanting to make that maybe a career switch, you yeah. know, after they've started doing something else. So I think that's definitely motivation for people out there. Yeah. And I was later in my years going into training. And I, so technically I think in the personal training world, it's a young person's like start. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people coming out of college, going straight into it yep. or in college doing it. And I was 26. Okay. Time. So I was a little bit later, but I just kept, you know, telling myself like, I, if not now, like I got to do it now. Don't worry about what I didn't do in the past six years. I have to do it now. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, and then now you also, so you still are at Equinox training, but you've also mm-hmm. started your own business, which I yeah. love Katie yeah. Cakes bake shop. Yes. So how did you come up with that name? And when I first heard it, I did think it was an actual like bake shop with cakes. Yeah. So my husband did not. So that's where I'm like, uh, he was like, no, I'm pretty I sure think, it's not. I think that says a lot about who knows what, where. Yes, I know. I was like, oh, okay. That's great. So tell us all and educate us all. What is the bake shop? Okay. So initially this is how it came up. Um, I've had the nickname Katie Cakes for a while. And a lot of it has to do with, and you can understand this as an athletic type of build. Mm -hmm. um, uh, My 
my backside is a good strong backside. <laughs> so, booty. Yeah, the booty, right? So it's been a thing in my life. And um, so cakes is a fun, you know, word for that. So uh, I picked up the name, the nickname Katie Cakes a while back. And so I was hanging out with some girlfriends uh, one day and we're laughing about Katie Cakes. And one of them, my girlfriend says, oh, we all should go to the bake shop. And we all looked at each other. We're like, wait what yes the bake shop where you go to bake your cakes and that's where it started and from there I just kind of you know bit by bit like started to build it out and um it's always so fun you know when people see my shirts or I tell them what it's called and they do that thing like so you make cakes I'm like well not necessarily I go I'm a personal trainer and I explain what it is they don't already like get the get the funny behind it um and so it's memorable that way because then people go, oh yeah, the bake shop, but it's not actual cake. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's really cute. <laughs> oh. So I know that's kind of your passion and it's how you kind of get people in, but you're so yeah. much more than just kind of baking the cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that inspiration come from and how do you kind of bake the cakes and then talk about that mindset piece with mm -hmm. working out? Well, I've always felt it's been so important to pay attention to um, how we evolve as a person um, like on, a, on the inside, right? So we can do all that we can aesthetically to work out and want to look good and feel good that way. But it's been so important to me, especially as a female who wants to look good and wants to look and feel sexy and like accentuate and celebrate all my curves. Um, <laughs> it's so important not to forget that you need to back that up with substance. You have to be, you want to be a solid, you know, human being an awesome female. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of where the passion really comes from for me, you know, kind of getting people with this idea of like the fun, the cakes, the booty, but then being like, okay, but you're an awesome female. Let's, let's tap into that. Let's highlight that. Let's, you know, make that even better. Um, because then I think when females are working together and, you know, looking to each other as awesome resources and um, cooperating together rather than contesting each other. Like we can really do major things. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for myself, I, I chat, that was a challenge for me growing up, like, um, being a female that was friendly with other females. I just didn't have any girlfriends growing up mm. and whether it be because of my own issues of insecurities or women who I run into and their things, it really, you know, held me up. So with the bake shop, it's like, I want to celebrate our curves and our awesomeness. And I also want to celebrate us as women and like beautiful people, you know, beautiful friends, beautiful women. So mm, that's where I love it that. From. Yes. <laughs> no. And I mean, having the, I mean, women see each other as friends and that was, mm -hmm. you know, in adulthood, I feel like this can be something that, you know, we run into now where we're like, okay, how many like adult, good adult female friends do yeah. we have? Like, do you have anything that you've been working on, like with women to connect people together or what have you seen to kind of make those connections in your life? Okay. Um, well, I know for me, it really started with, um, understanding like where my holdup is or like where my insecurities are and what, and how that was affecting me when I would come in contact with other like powerful women. Yeah. I had to understand that, um, my own issues were probably getting in the way of awesome friendships. Um, so there's been times when I've caught myself, um, you know, like looking at people's, I guess, Instagram feeds or something. And I've caught myself like really throwing shade <laughs> and I had um. to like check myself on this. And this has been a process in the last few years 
of really seeing this in myself and knowing that that's not my true self. So why am I putting that out there? And it really came back to my own insecurities because I would look at that person and see all these things I didn't have or wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started understanding that and uh, recognizing that, I was able to flip it and then see like the beauty in somebody. And then if I felt crazy enough, reach out <laughs> to these women and, you know, say, Hey, I love what you're doing. Complimenting on them on those things that I might feel insecure about, you know, with what they're doing, compliment them because that's a great thing to see other women pursuing their goals and dreams, compliment them. And, you know, maybe offer to like go meet for lunch or coffee or just talk about what they're doing and see if there's any way you can help. And then possibly you guys can collaborate. And that's actually led to a few amazing friendships now. Um, and it's all because I got on my own way, my own issues. <laughs> that's is great. And so you just kind of messaged people, you know, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, literally one of my best friends, one of my best girlfriends uh, came through Instagram commenting and then being proactive in um, purchasing a t- t- ticket to one of her brunches when she was out in LA. And then from there, we, we connected and became really close friends, um, which was amazing because I could have completely missed that whole experience had I stayed in my own funk of like, oh, look at her and what she's got, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a really powerful example. No, I, I mean, I totally agree. And I think that's something that we can all easily get caught up in, especially on social media, you know, just looking at people and being like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, oh, they're so much better than me. When yeah. really, like I've messaged a few people on Instagram and they're always like, oh my gosh, that, you know, thanks for reaching out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this was like, yeah, I don't know so why excited. sometimes we're more scared, <laughs> you know, like, are they going to reject me? But really they're probably just as excited that, Oh, someone's liking what I'm doing. They're complimenting me. Like, yeah. And nine times out of 10, they really genuinely are. <laughs> yes. Yes. And having those connections, I've met a few good girlfriends locally too, via Instagram, yeah. just messaging them. I'm like, Oh, Hey, if you're around and you know, it's yeah. usually like, I'm looking for someone just like you and you're attracting that into your life. If you're putting those vibes out there and switching exactly. that mindset. Yep. It's all about switching that mindset from like compare to how do we create together? Yes. So. I love that. Yeah. So now I want to go a little bit deeper or darker. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I want to go the talking dark about. The dark is always fun, I have to say. Do you, so I, okay, I like talking about the dark. Yay. I've recently started talking about the dark as well. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, going through depressions or dark times. Okay. So I think people go through this at one time or another in their lives. They have some tough times. Mm-hmm. So what are tips that you've learned to kind of help yourself get out of those dark times and help find your purpose and stay connected to you and not getting too sunk down? Yeah. Um, I think for anybody that's been in that place, you, you know that feeling of like, I will never, ever, ever get out of this. I do not know how I'll ever come out of this. Um, I remember that feeling and to think to you, to think that you're going to take a huge leap from that place to like happy and amazing and productive and like positive is almost, you feel like it's unattainable. So I know for me, what, what came to be like my, um, what worked for me was one little thing each day repeated over and over. So, um, when I was in a really dark place, I just looked for some sort of inspirational video or podcast, um, something to listen to for like 15 to 20 minutes a day. Even if I wasn't in this space where I felt I could do it, 
or take it all in. I just put it on. So that way I was doing something each day that I knew could like step, like step stone me, mm-hmm. you know, to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there were days like, I didn't want to leave my house. So at least putting on a podcast, when <laughs> I didn't have to leave my house. So bad. But what that did was these, you know, like I was safe in that still. So I could put that on, put that on, you know, and so many days in, I'm actually paying attention now to what these things are saying. And then so many days in I'm listening and they're saying, Oh, you should go to this resource and look up this. And that'll be another thing. So then I'm now looking at, Oh, I'm now watching Super Soul Sundays every week. And now I'm, you know, listening to this podcast. Um, and just getting like little bits and pieces to keep me moving forward at no matter what pace it is. And then it was, okay, I'm going to start like showing myself to the world. I'm going to take a 10 minute walk each day. <laughs> just again, something to get me out of the house and smile at people. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that seems like really, really dire, but there's times where we just like beyond what we do with our job or other like have to responsibilities, we don't want to leave the house because we mm-hmm. feel like we're in this place. So for me, it was just holding myself accountable to like 10 minutes a day of like, just show up 10 minutes a day. And then it turned into wanting to show up. And then it turned into wanting to smile while I showed up. (laughs) And then it turned into wanting to meet up with people in the, you know, while I showed up. So slowly but surely it pulled me out of that. And then another huge thing that was pivotal for me was this idea of mini quests I got it from Elizabeth Gilbert when she was talking about her eat, pray, love stuff. And she was saying how, you know, that huge trip for her was so transformational, but she knows that everybody cannot go on a huge trip. So why not do mini quests, go in your town and do something new or take a small little adventure, you know, like a road trip or something. Well, I even broke it down even further than that. So every day I would put a reminder on my phone at 8 PM to take a mini quest and so if I hadn't done something new or adventurous, quote unquote, that day, I would go do it at 8 p.m. So maybe that adventure was walking over to Ralph's and buying a thing of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that was my adventure for the day. <laughs> but great. those mini quests, you know, really got me into different situations where it just put me out there and um, led to different experiences. So, <laughs> Oh, I love that. The mini quest. I have not, yeah. um, I read that book. But, yeah, yeah, I read that book a while ago now. Um, well, which I have never I still, heard the mini quest. Oh yeah. Well, she, it was on her podcast actually that I heard it because oh, I was nice. one of those, those podcasts that I was <laughs> But I still have the reminder on my phone because now when it pops up, I could, I like the other day I was in um, Chicago speaking on a panel and it popped up and I was like, well, look at this freaking mini quest I'm on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So if someone hasn't found their purpose, then what are some tools that you might have for them to help them find that purpose? Like would the mini quest play a role in this? I think so because it's all about adventuring. And when you're out adventuring, you end up, you know, attracting to those things that you're passionate about. Um, and so I would say definitely experience, get out there and, and experience different things to see what you, what lights you up and then pay attention to what lights you up. Um, journal, like that was a huge thing for me because I would journal that stuff and go back and see the common thread. Um, and just remembering like, oh, I felt really good when I did this thing or I felt awesome when I did that. Like there's a common thread there and that's your purpose because that's your passion. Um, and it may not be like screaming at you right away, but it is that little thing in you that keeps like whispering. And the more you like listen, it'll get louder. 
and that's your that's your purpose and it doesn't come overnight right it i mean it shows itself but you may not hear it you know for a long time that's okay just as long as you're kind of looking for it and paying attention Yes. I, t- I mean, I agree. And I think that sometimes we just have to slow down to catch yes. some of the signs because sometimes we're just so busy in the life. We life. buzz right past them. Yes. And then we're like, oh, wait, was that, mm-hmm. wasn't that my sign? Like I literally thought of that. Was it a couple nights ago? I was sitting outside with my husband and I'm like, oh, I think I picked a sign because Gabby Bernstein had told us to from one of the courses I took from her. <laughs> and my sign was owls and that, and then 1111 because that's, I owe yeah catch it at that time, like looking at clocks. And, um, I had forgotten that I was like, oh yeah, owls. Cause I love, I've always loved owls. We have two owls that are like in our backyard, like living in our backyard. And oh. I was like, I, this totally like the whole thing, like it just escaped my mind that they're, I'm like, hello, this is your sign. Like, duh. Yeah. you know, and it's like those things where I was too busy to notice or put it together. Until you stopped. Yeah. Yes. Until we're sitting out there just like relaxing one night. I didn't take my phone out there and I'm like, Oh, mm. hello. This is, this is needed. It's amazing what happens when you slow down. And that's what I was going to say. Meditation was a huge thing for me too. Um, that came cool. along within that process because, uh, when you get quiet and you meditate, it gives you the answers. You just, you get the answers. And what type happens. of meditation do you do? Do you do any like silent or guided or um, so initially I started with guided because I was like, I don't understand this. I don't know how people do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I downloaded that app Headspace mm-hmm. and I think I got through four of those, but his voice is really cool. Cause it's like a British accent or something. And so it was, it was great. I was like, this is fine. Um, got kind of bored of it. Mm. <laughs> and so, but I knew I'm like, but I know I should keep doing this in some way. So what I ended up then doing was just putting on some of my favorite, like music that I've heard the words a thousand times now. So I don't necessarily have to listen to the words anymore, mm. but I put that music on cause it's energy for me and I just sit or lay. I, I love to like lay and meditate. I know we can fall asleep doing that, but that's the, where I'm most like, I can really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started with five minutes in the morning and it turned into 10 and now I'll, I'll go for like 20 to 30 minutes with that music. And it's just a time for me to like, um, yeah, I kind of like let my brain shut off. Mm-hmm. And it takes a few minutes for your brain to shut off for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to like see these thoughts and then send them on, see it and send it. Like they're going to come in, but just send them on. And then pretty soon you're so quiet that you can hear like, I'm going to sound funny, but you can hear the universe talking to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. So, <laughs> and I, I think she does yoga and teaches yoga. So I yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the universe can speak to you. Yes. And, um, and, and another thing too is I'll, I started kind of saying like an affirmation or a mantra that will help me like get into that. So I'm kind of in that space of looking for, you know, like what I need that day. And it, um, it really came from Marianne Williamson in the course of miracles. The, um, the idea that like, show me what to do today, show me where to go, show me what to say and to whom. And I kind of repeat that until it's just back in the back of my mind. And then, you know, 20 minutes of meditation, I feel like I have all of my answers for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Cause once you get to that spot, that sweet spot, it's mm-hmm. magic. It and you really don't get is. there every day. So that's the other no, thing, yeah. you know, not being frustrated with the ups and downs. Yeah, and exactly. Like being like, okay, well, that was today's then. No big deal. <laughs> yes, moving on to tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to ask yeah. about the Marianne Williamson because I know that you go to some of her seminars yeah. uh, out in LA. How are those? Like what motivates you to go to those? 
Oh my goodness. That was another like universal sign that I didn't hear for like eight years. Um, my brother mentioned this woman's name, Marianne Williamson, probably about eight or nine years ago. And like, right when I was getting ready to move out to LA, he was like, Oh yeah, you should check this out. And I was like, Oh cool. Kind of like dismissed it. Mm -hmm. A couple years later, a good friend of mine was talking about how he goes to this thing. He's been doing it for 17 years and he goes up to LA for it to watch this woman speak, Marianne Williamson. I was like, gosh, I think I've heard that name. Completely dismissed it. So now cut to those days where I didn't want to leave my house and I'm watching Super Bowl Soul Sunday. Here's this woman, Marianne Williamson. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that name again. And I was like, cool, she's saying some really neat stuff. Um, few months go by still and I'm talking to a client who's kind of going through his own thing and we're discussing like you know our tactics to get through our our dark times he's like yeah a friend mentioned this woman's name Marianne Williams and I'm like this woman Marianne Williams and he's like she's gonna be here on Monday she speaks on Mondays in LA I'm like she does and this is at a point where I would completely dismiss things where I'm like okay that's a cool thing to go to I'm not gonna go to it there's lots of excuses why I shouldn't go traffic whatever but we made a pact that we would go to that first Monday together so that we both, you know, hold each other accountable. We went, it was amazing. We went back the next Monday. I bumped into her in the bathroom, had like this great conversation with her. She changed my life because then um, oh my in that conversation, I started bawling. Oh, wow. In the bathroom prior to her lecture, which now I know you don't stop Marianne in the bathroom prior to her lecture. What are you doing? <laughs> but she changed that night's lecture to accommodate or to, I guess, um, speak on the things we were, we were discussing in the bathroom. Oh my God. And I remember in the bathroom, I go, cause I said something like, well, should I do that? She goes, no, don't do that. And I broke down crying like, well, shit, what do I do? Sorry. <laughs> I go, well, what do I do? <laughs> and she's like, I trust me, you will get through this. And, um, then in her talk that night, she really geared it towards me and I was just astounded and spoke with her after. I'm like, thank you so much for that. And so from then I was hooked and it's been my weekly thing. Like now I understand um, what church is for people. I, I get that now uh, because it's a place where you can reconvene with, uh, you know, I listen now through live stream cause she's in New York now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a place where you can kind of check in and just like, you know, like refresh in these ideas. So, um, yeah, she's been huge for me. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is a great story and amazing that she switched up her lecture after oh, yeah. bumping into someone in the bathroom. Like you clearly made an impact on her as well. Well, and that's the thing I've understood since like she doesn't switch up her lectures, but she understands when people need to hear, like she understands what it takes to like get to somebody. And so I guess that night she was like, all right, we're discussing this, you know? And so <laughs> Um, yeah, it was incredible. So it was, it was a universal, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. great. Oh. So. <laughs> um, yeah. so I want to talk kind of, um, along that lines, but your booty lifter soul shifter. <laughs> yeah. So I know you've been working on that and yeah. I don't know how this plays a role into, um, what you're working on with your business going forwards. Okay. So, um, yeah, so starting the brand, the big shop and that business, um, it really started out as a fun thing, but then I was like, okay, I really want to make this what I do. I still want to work with my clients, but maybe on a different scale where I can, you know, take more time to develop the big shop because I want to reach a larger audience. I found that like this true thing in me is I want to help shift people's, like shift their soul, like shift their mindset, shift their thinking, 
just like I, just like I was able to shift mine and throw all these other things, you know? So I want to be another catalyst for that. Um, and so that's why, um, I started thinking, okay, so I really have to take, you know, responsibility and like action to start creating different programs and things so that I can, you know, offer this and allow it to be what supports my, you know, daily life. Um, so, you know, coming up with different programs to offer to people. And this, this first one, um, is called the booty lifter soul shifter program. <laughs> so it's geared after kind of, um, seven, a seven week program, kind of like a seven layer cake. Um, so awesome. <laughs> I, it's, the thing is like these ideas get so cute that I can't even take so credit, like so much credit for them because I'm like, it's not even me. It's like the universe doing this. It's amazing that I get to like be the conduit, but like, how cute is this? I know it's adorable. <laughs> so there's seven weeks of, you know, the, the stuff that is my passion initially, the fitness, the, um, the booty lifting techniques, the, you know, cardio and fat loss. And so seven weeks of that, of fun workouts and then seven weeks of, you know, getting into your own, um, journey of your self-development. So working towards meditation, kind of understanding how to peel away the layers that we've accumulated over our years and then layering back on with like awesomeness, like a layered life, layered with friends, layered with experiences, layered with happiness and new opportunities and that kind of stuff. So that's the other seven week side of things. So that's the soul shifter side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That sounds so fun. And yes, I love it. It's, I yeah. love it. easily pair. I mean, it goes so well. And it you does. can play with it in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Oh, so one of the things that I've always noticed about you um, since I've met you, which we've known each other about a year now, which is crazy. Yeah, right? Um, I know. Years go by fast. <laughs> uh, and slow at the same time if you're a new mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's like Fast and slow. <laughs> But you're always so positive and bubbly. Mm -hmm. And now after just talking kind of about those dark times, yeah. how do you like present that self or that side of yourself out there every day? Like, is it something that you say or an affirmation or a mantra or kind of on a flip side, is it a mask that you put on some days? You know, it used to be a mask. It absolutely used to be because that was the only thing I knew to do. Um, and I remember I would come home and I would like, you know, theoretically take that mask off and just be exhausted and just be like, ugh, like drained and unhappy and thinking like everybody thinks I'm so happy. Like little do they know, mm -hmm. um, going through that dark time though. And like, like I said, kind of like step by step pulling, getting pulled out of that and pulling myself out of that. I've now come to understand it's a choice and I choose it because I want to feel it. I want to be happy. Um, so don't get me wrong. There's not days where you have a lot of stuff piled on to where you could just be like, ugh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. But I choose every morning, like in that meditation, I choose to send love before me. Like, like I literally think to myself, just send love today, send love out to anybody I might meet or don't know that I'm going to meet all of my clients, everybody I'll interact with today. Because I know that when I lead from a place of love, I'm, I'm genuinely happy. So even if there's, you know, things thrown in the, in there that could have, you know, set me into a spiral before of like anger, I guess you could say, or, you know, just upsetness. <laughs> it now kind of just rolls off my shoulder. Um, I recognize it, but it doesn't, it doesn't hit me like it used to because I'm actively choosing to not let it hit me. Um, 
In fact, I was just having a conversation with a friend this morning. Like today we get to choose to be happy. We get to choose every moment, how we feel every moment. So yes, there's going to be people that pop into your path that could like, I just posted something on it. Like could yuck your yum. Mm -hmm. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. Like they could like, don't yuck my yum. They could come into your path to yuck your yum, but you do not have to let them. And that doesn't mean, you know, it's a false happy. It means like, no, I see that you just did that, but I'm good. Like I I get it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And you know, you keep saying, thank you. That was another big thing for me when I would get in those dark places. I knew just to like repeat thank you over and over and over again. And so I knew why I was saying thank you and what I was thankful for because showing appreciation and being thankful for whatever it is brings you happiness. Um, and that's what it's been for me. It's just a choice. It's a choice every day, every moment. So <laughs> that is, that is great. And I think that's really good advice that it is a choice. And mm-hmm. for us to remember that as, you know, like we do have a choice, even though some days it feels like we don't, you know, I'll experiment with it though, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> because there's times I'm like, nope, nope, not choosing happy right now. I'm going to choose. I am upset and just crappy and I'm going to be like funky and 20 minutes of it, I'm like, this really sucks. And I know I'm, I know I'm missing awesome experiences because I'm funky. So I, I test it. I really do. Sometimes I test it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I think I still want to choose happy. <laughs> so I check it. I check. Oh, that's great. That is great. <laughs> yes. And I think too, I mean, there's that spur, like it's a fine line to walk that, yeah. you know, that always be happy. Cause that's, you know, what most people want to see. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you feel like in a funk, like it's so hard because you're like, everyone's so happy. So sometimes mm-hmm. it can take you deeper. So I think that's kind of where that, um, I don't know if I want to say like that dichotomy of so it is. like, how do you, how do you walk that line? Or do you just not think about it? Like as someone who puts content out there, cause I kind of think of that too. And I'm oh, like, yeah. am I, you know, am I helping? I, I you know, I'm, I want to, I'm coming from a place of I'm hoping I'm helping, mm-hmm. but there are some days where I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But I'm like, should I post that or is that negative? And I think that's kind of the world we're living in right now. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah, totally. Well, two things there. One, um, I think never deny when you're funky. Like never deny that feeling because there's a reason you feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so don't deny it. Don't like gloss over it. Definitely not. Allow yourself to sit in it for a minute if you need to. I think that's a huge thing I've come to understand as well. Like there's a lesson to be learned there. There's something to see there. So it's okay to sit in that for a minute. But then like check yourself and be like, okay, I don't want to stay here. So what do I got to do not to stay here? Um, and then I found with, you know, creating content and being in this place where you do want to always help. So you do feel like that has to come from a place of like, I figured it all out. Here's my, here's what I can do for you. Or here's my advice. I've found in the moments when I've just been vulnerable and let it like, let it all out there in terms of like, yeah, today I'm, I'm funky and I'm kind of just like, I don't know what to do about it. So I'm going to go like, whatever, you know, like I have found when I speak on that in a way, one, it helps me through it. It actually is my solution sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then two, I get so much awesome feedback from my audience that like, oh, that was the thing that, that, that inspired me because that's how I was feeling. Like I know that feeling. And so they find this common place and they're like okay so cool like I was feeling that way and you know I saw you go through your things I can get out of it too kind of thing so I I don't don't run from the funk (laughs) you know like be honest with it and be like cool I see you and yeah I'm not going to choose that right now or you choose it for a minute and then you move forward 
So yes, I, that is great advice. Yeah. So I have a few more questions for mm-hmm. you. Um, I want to know, first off, where can we find you online? Okay. So uh, through social media and everything, I have my Instagram, which is Katie Cakes Bake Shop. And I would say that's a book of where I'm doing my thing in terms of my everyday fun, you know, if I'm posting little workouts here and there. Um, on, fun workouts, by the way. <laughs> I try to pair them with some cute music and just, you know, <laughs> Just make it a fun thing. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, good. <laughs> and then also Facebook, Katie Wildhagen is my personal page. And it's really mostly the same stuff. Maybe some pictures of my niece and nephew in there and my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then also, also a cute dog. Yeah. He's a, oh my gosh. If there's anything to get you out of a depressed little place, <laughs> get yourself a really cute dog <laughs> who is so happy to have been like rescued. So he's happy every day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, he's great. He will crack a smile on anybody's face coming down the street. So it's hard to be too funky around him. <laughs> um, also on Facebook, Katie Cakes Bake Shop, my uh, business page there. And then um, I'm creating Katie Cakes TV, my YouTube channel. So Ooh. it is there now. I just am putting content up on it right now. And I'm going to start a little uh, weekly thing where I go around to the different, um, you know, fitness industry places out here in my, in my hometown now in Santa Monica and um, meet the people who created it, do their work, do their workouts, you know, show how I get my butt kicked <laughs> I love and it. then sit down with them over a piece of cake afterwards to discuss their path and their journey. So, um, I'm looking That's forward to that. It's going to be so fun. Oh my Yeah. God. So that'll be on the YouTube channel, Katie Cakes TV. So yeah. And then I have my website, katiecakesbakeshop.com where eventually we'll have the, um, booty lifter soul shifter program available. And there's, you know, all my, uh, Big shop apparel is there. So, and my, um, my, uh, been picking up my blog again. So that's there as well. <laughs> yes. So much yeah. stuff. And I love, uh, your Facebook lives. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I've had a tough time with those lately because I have bad connection in my apartment. Oh. I'm having to find a solution because I really, I really understand that helps me connect and I, I get so much out of it. So I will be getting back to those. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are very fun. So I, that's why even on the YouTube channel, like doing those interviews, oh my gosh, you so have fun. to watch Katie because she'll, I mean, she'll make you smile. If at my expense, you know, like my, I, I will be the first one to uh, crack a joke on myself to create a smile. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. It's the Nebraska humor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so what does peaceful power mean to you? Um, you know, I love that. I love that title. And I love that that's what your, uh, your idea is based around because it really is, what it means to me is that we find our power in our peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually goes back to something that Marianne Williams says, says a lot. She talks about, you know, we all want to we all say this thing, like, let's get out there and take the bull by the horns mm-hmm. to like accomplish something. She's like, how suicidal is that? Like, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> if we really think about it, like we wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> and she helps us understand that to accomplish something, to be shown the path to get to these goals, you have to get quiet. You have to find your peace. Mm-hmm. And then in that peace, being a master of your peace is kind of how that's like your, um, that's your power. That's your like secret weapon. Mm-hmm. So when I hear peaceful power, that is exactly what I think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That is beautifully said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Good. So before I ask the final uh, question, I want to do, I've never done this before uh -huh. and I did not prep you for this. So oh. it's like a quick fire round of just three questions. So okay. like whatever comes to you fast. And it's only three. It's be embarrassing. <laughs> Don't worry. They're fun ones. They're fun. Okay. They go with your brand. So okay. question one, what is your favorite booty workout move? Um, it has to be deadlifts. And if not deadlifts, hip bridges with a band, with a little loop band around your knees. The squeeze you get from that in your butt is just like, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, question two, what is your favorite kind of actual cake? Ooh, girl. Now that's a tough one because, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is red velvet, red velvet and German chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. But you put anything in front of me and I love it. So, um, in fact, the other day we ate, well, it's bread pudding, so it's kind of like cake, but made out of donuts. And I was like, this is heaven. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> oh, <that's too> funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and now my last one, just because I know you are a basketball fan, who is your favorite uh -huh. basketball player? Oh, girl, Kevin Garnett, clearly 100%, hands down. Don't even, like, you and I know this. <laughs> I was <laughs> just testing you. That was my test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, you better stick with that. 100%. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, we are both huge Kevin Garnett fans. Yeah. <laughs> so, we won't tell the embarrassing you running to try to find his house. Oh, girl, we can tell the story because, I mean, that's how I decided I would, I would pick up my fitness in LA was running <laughs> on the beach in Malibu at 6 a.m., an ungodly hour, trying to look for Kevin Garnett because I heard he ran the beach too. So, <laughs> we both have <laughs> Whatever, running. I got me exercising. <laughs> that's great. Yes, yeah. I searched for him on Lake Minnetonka when I live. Well, I still live in Minnesota. Yes. So yeah, yes, I can relate. He's like, who are these weird women running after me? That's probably <laughs> no. If he ever hears this, he'll be like, all right, note to self. Stay away from those two women. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so to wrap up then, what weekly challenge would you like to give the listeners? Oh, I love this. Um, because, you know, I think that naturally we would think, okay, she's going to give me a booty challenge. She's going to be some sort of workout thing. But I think we all like can, like, we all get that. We can do those things. I, what I want to challenge your listeners is for one week, once a day, compliment another woman, mm. a stranger on something about her. It doesn't, it could be Per, you know, like it could be anything. It could be her hairstyle, her shoes. It could be like, wow, I love that you helped out that person in line or anything to make that connection of giving uh, a compliment in some way to another woman. Cause I think that has been the most powerful thing for me. Mm, that is a great, it seems job. so simple, but try it and see, see what it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, that can lead to many connections. That yeah. Cool. That's insane. Yeah. Mm. So there's, there's my challenge. <laughs> Well, it's been so much fun having you on today, Katie. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've had a great time. Thank you. Yes, and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.